0: Thank you. Good evening, Patriots, and today is Monday, December 26th in the year 2022. If you're on the East Coast, you're now cruising into Tuesday. Already the week is off to the races, I guess. Before we begin, make sure you're taking good care of your preps. You're stocking up on the things you need, especially on food. We're heading into some crazy times. Patriots, If you haven't heard, we're heading into the worst diesel fuel shortage in 70 years. And that's a big problem. Because if truckers can't get enough fuel, grocery stores could go empty. You need to stock up now on emergency food. Visit mypatriotsupply.com and grab a special offer from My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company. You'll save 25% on their four-week emergency food kit with a wide variety of breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks that provide over 2,000 calories a day for strength and energy. My Patriot Supply wants to help American families more by charging less. So go to mypatriotsupply.com and you'll save 25% on their four-week emergency food kit. Order enough to get your family through the difficult times ahead. At least one kit per person in your home. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and grab all the four-week kits you need. MyPatriotSupply.com Patriots, food is security, both mentally and spiritually. And the time to prepare is now. Shelf life on these products is up to 20 years. Check out MyPatriotSupply.com. You will not be disappointed. In the beginning of change, the Patriot is a scarce man and brave and hated and scorned. When his cause succeeds, the timid join him, and then it costs nothing to be a patriot. Mark Twain. I think it's an important lesson in that is the importance of standing. Because the only way we're going to make change is if we lead change. We're in some pretty crazy times right now, which I think we all know, but it's getting a little bit crazier almost by the day. We had this omnibus bill that was passed over Christmas, which they slid that one in. And it's amazing just how bad it is. You've got $11.3 billion for the Federal Bureau of Investigation, 569.6 million increase. And then you have $524 billion above the president's request. This thing is nuts. It is stresses a couple of things. It's focused on authoritarianism and war. That's this 4,000 pages of the 1.7 trillion dollar omnibus bill it is spending 858 billion on warfare and only 772.5 billion on welfare, meaning welfare for the nation, not in the food lines. This is really kind of the end of a government. It's, it parallels that which happened actually in Russia prior to the 1917 revolution led by the Bolsheviks. And you can expect some pretty crazy events coming our way to an insane place near you, right in our backyard. I want to read you something here. I find this is interesting. It kind of parallels, and this was unexpected. I stumbled on this after the last show. And last show, we were dealing with the collapse of nation states, the end of the nation state, which is really about now centralization or decentralization. But I want you to hear this. This is um, Deputy Chair of Security Council of the Russian Federation, Dmitry Medvedev. Medvedev. And he shares on Twitter a list of what can happen in 2023. Now, I'm reading this because the Russians right now probably have more truth going than anybody else. Everything that we're getting out of our government, everything we're getting out of the institutions is pretty much rotten at this point in time. Now, he starts out this tweet thread, on the New Year's Eve, everybody's into making predictions many come up with futuristic hypotheses as if competing to a single out to single out the wildest and even the most absurd ones here's our humble contribution what can happen in 2023 so here's the 10 items that he's predicting for 2023 oil price will rise to $150 a barrel and gas price will drop well i'm sorry will top per one cubic meters. The UK will rejoin the EU. The EU will collapse after the UK's return. Euro will drop out of use as the former EU currency. Number four, Poland will occupy Western regions of the formerly existing Ukraine. Now keep in mind, this is coming from the Russian uh chair of the security deputy chair of the security council and he's t- talking about this with Ukraine so Poland and Hungary will look, occupy western regions of the formerly ex- existing Ukraine the fourth reich will be created encompassing the territory of Germany and its satellites which would include Poland the Baltic states Chechnya Slovakia the Kiev Republic, and other outcasts. War will break out between France and the Fourth Reich. Europe will be divided. Poland repartitioned in the process. Northern Ireland will separate from the UK and join the Republic of Ireland. Civil war will break out in the US, California and Texas becoming independent states as a result Texas and Mexico will form an allied state Elon Musk will win the presidential election in a number of states which after the new civil wars end will have been given to the GOP at the largest stock all the largest stock markets and financial activity will leave the US and Europe and move to Asia The Bretton Woods system of monetary management will collapse, leading to the IMF and World Bank crash. Euro and dollar will stop circulating as the global reserve currencies, digital fiat currencies, will be actively used instead. I can't say yay or nay to either any of that for certain, other than to say that There's a lot of things in there by my own research that line up really well. And if you heard the last show, the show the previous hour, you'd hear some of that echoed in that. So why am I bringing this up? A nation that has drifted away from God is going to suffer the consequences of drifting away from God. And the longer that we do this and we continue to walk away from God, the more we're going to have to face Atonement before him. We're having a very difficult time as a nation dealing with that right now. I think there's a lot of, we have a very solid core of people that are seeking Jesus. And we have a growing number of people that are seeking Jesus. But there is a lot of people out here still very lukewarm and wandering, thinking that they can play both sides of that fence. You cannot serve two masters. You know, right at the top of this, rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. And right now we have tyranny in our nation. And we have to get to the place where we honestly say we will have no other king than Jesus. Now the problem we have right now is we're dealing in a world of convenience. And convenience is a major problem. Convenience will be... The death of humanity. People are so eager to find an easier, simpler way, especially this current generation. This current generation we are dealing with right now hates their jobs. They're into it for all the wrong reasons. They've got enormous amounts of debt that they can't get out of. They're smothered by it because they went to school to get the promise of this great job. They incurred tens of thousands of dollars in debt, if not more, And these debts accrue interest, even though it's a low interest, it was part of the deal with the devil to get their education and their degree. And they're not going to get out from underneath this. So when you can imagine the dollar sliding, the impact of that, the ripple effect of that is absolutely stunning. And I don't, there's no question that the dollar is sliding, let's be clear about that. Will it be erased off of the the world as a global reserve currency? I would say almost definitely. In fact, it already really has because they've pivoted away from the dollar as the primary reserve currency for the purchase of oil. And that's the only thing that kept the dollar up. And that's what allowed us to incur trillions of dollars of debt. They just created another 1.7 trillion in debt. We don't have any money. the, The nation is bankrupt. And we have these irresponsible goons that are running this nation. It's completely a clown show. And they're reinforcing. When you start funding money into the FBI and other federal agencies, all they're doing is funding money in to protect themselves. This is literally back to what I've said so much and I said it last hour. We have to get focused and serious about this county-by-county issue. So we are in a real slide in this nation, and it's something that most Americans have never considered that the nation could actually collapse. Those that have been preparing been doing a good job will keep doing it. It's important because we're going to see some real big slides. So on that, make sure you're also checking your 401ks and doing something about that too. <laughs> Patriots, will the lack of red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, a deepening of inflation, and how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text BARDS to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs. Text BARDS to 989898 and claim your free no-obligation info kit now. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Text BARDS to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Text BARDS to 989898. You will not be disappointed. So I want to play you something. This is actually from David Icke. But it's on point, I'll tell you right now.
1: Where food is abundant and cheap you do not
0: control them. Where energy is cheap and abundant, you do not control them. Scarcity equals dependency equals control. And that's why they're targeting the food chain, they're targeting the energy supply, they're targeting everything. That's just it. I mean, they're gonna try to break everything down to such a level that people will then, when you take those that are buried under their debt, things we've talked about for two years to try to get out of debt. They're buried under debt. They have been dependent on a corporate job or a government job. They don't have any real skills because this modern world has taken all those skills away. They're highly dependent on their phone just to exist for their daily social contacts. And that's their entire life is through people on, you know, they say now the modern generation, eight out of 10 people that are they consider friends they've never met because it's all social media based. So when you start to not be able to pay your cell phone and you don't have your friends' connections, I mean, that's going to be right up there with, I must fix that problem. Food costs are going to continue to rise. There's no question about that. Fuel costs will continue to rise. There's no question about that. And we have an administration that is representing the global banksters that have already determined that this country is done. And this is while Americans are out here dancing around saying like, oh yeah, you know, I'm praying, I'm praying out here and we're doing okay. We're starting to see a recovery in the economy or we're finally getting past COVID. We had a good Christmas. Everything's fine. And you know, we're starting to see some hope in the light of the tunnel. There's no, there's no light here when you don't have a currency and on a global level, it's being shredded. There's nobody in the political circles right now, and I'm including Trump in this, other than his constant reminder of us of what happens when we, that Biden's doing bad things, which I'm like, hey, thanks, president. What are you going to do about it? But there's nobody in the circles out here that is talking about, hey, America, guess what? The economy's about ready to collapse. It's on its last legs. You might want to stock up. So, unless people are, you can get an idea what's going to happen in the cities. They're going to be some of the worst areas. Facebook is the reporting people for prepping again. They're asking people if you know people that are prepping to please report them. Why would you do that? Because you want people completely unprepared if you're going to com- completely destroy them. You want them unprepared. You want to bring, you, ju- you just want to wear everybody down to such an amazing level that there is no hope or at least they see no hope in recovery. I think this, this post was on Twitter by Blair Cottrell. He's actually Australian, but it reads pretty well. Why invade a country when you can just buy its institutions, turn its women against its men, make transvestites of its children, sell the wealth generated by its labor to foreign investors, then introduce a foreign army as refugees and diversity to finish it off. This is the State of the Union right now. This is the real State of the Union. And it's something that is going to require a bigger hand than you or I have. It's going to be require the hand of God. And that means we're going to have to buckle down into some deep prayer and action. And that's not just prayer, but we've got to be doing things locally. But it's important to really embrace the prayer as a unified event. I want to read this. I, I'm gonna tell you, I cannot confirm the origins of this. It doesn't matter. I like what it says, so I'm gonna read it. This came around, it was in a post today. I've seen it a couple different places. It's take it's getting some pretty good traction. It was in the, also in the Bards FM family room. And I think it came to me as an email, if I'm not mistaken. So again, I, I don't I can't say that the way it's framed is exactly where it came from but I will say that this is an interesting prayer that I want to read and it starts out this interesting prayer was given in Kansas USA at the opening session of their senate now again I cannot confirm this or was not able to confirm this today it's possible to confirm but I didn't have time to today so it seems prayer still upsets some people when minister Joe Wright so apparently, W-R-I-G-H-T, apparently he's the one who spoke it, was asked to open the new session of the Kansas Senate. Everyone was expecting the usual generalities, but this is what they heard. Quote, Heavenly Father, as we come before you today to ask your forgiveness and to seek your direction and guidance, we know your words say, woe to those who call evil good, but that is exactly what we have done. We have lost our spiritual equilibrium and reversed our values. We have ridiculed the absolute truth of your word and called it pluralism. We have worshipped other gods and called it multiculturalism. We have endorsed perversion and called it alternative lifestyle we have exploited the poor and called it the lottery we have rewarded laziness and called it welfare we have killed our unborn and called it choice we have shot abortionists and called it justifiable we have neglected the discipline our we have neglected to discipline our children and called it building self-esteem we have abused power and called it politics we have embezzled public funds and called it essential expenses we have institutionalized bribery and called it sweets of office we have coveted our neighbors possessions and called it ambition we have polluted the air with profanity and pornography and called it freedom we have ridiculed the time honored values of our forefathers and called it in Enlightenment, search us, O God, and know our hearts today. Cleanse us from every sin and set us free, Amen. Now the post goes on that the response was apparently immediate, and a number of legislators legislators walked out during the prayer in protest. So, it then and it then says that in six short weeks, Central Christian Church where Reverend Wright, is pastor, logged more than 5,000 phone calls with only 47 of those calls responding negatively. Regardless of that part of the story, I think it's on point. And it, again, it reveals the depth of the corruption that has become normalized in our nation. And this is a big, big deal. Because we are, we are at a point right now where, as a nation, we have to become much more focused. By the way, I just got this from our favorite mod bear. Thank you, bear. That is Paul Harvey reads Pastor John writes invocation. Okay, so that that would have been a while back if Paul Harvey read it. So I'll, I'll at least we know it's confirmed. But the point of all this is as a nation, we're we're going to go through some pretty rough trials because of our relationship with God. When we don't seek God and we decide to seek the world on our own, bad things happen. That's just kind of a biblical principle. So there's any one thing that we can be doing is being able to get out here in front of people and to be able to literally be in the presence and walk with the presence of, of our Lord and Savior Christ. What does that mean? Because, you know, we, we there is the, really kind of the door-knocking evangelism. Some of it works, depending on how it's handled. I think, you know, I'll give lots of credit to Pastor Tony Wood down in L.A., Orange County. In the midst of COVID, they went out and just went to everybody's door and tried to bring awareness of Christ in the middle of that nonsense. But it can also go very wrong. And it's a place here where, again, I'm not going to dictate or suggest any one particular way over the other, but I think the most important aspect right now is that we start to really live that Christ walk. And it's something we have to evaluate our own lives on pretty heavily. How do we walk in this world? How are we in this world? Are we living a Christ-like lifestyle? And that includes, are you willing to flip tables? Are you willing to live with compromise? Are you willing to draw, or are you willing to draw red, red lines in terms of what you're going to accept and what you're not going to accept in terms of biblical truth? And are you going to live that way? whole principle of the christmas show the whole theme was answering the call and right now it, that is something i think every one of us has to listen to is what god needs us to do and we have to trust in it and not every action that god has us do we necessarily understand we may not see it in the bigger picture but being being obedient to where he directs us is significant And it's a very important time to be obedient to him. The challenges that we're going to face will rock people's faith. You just consider that like today, for example, and over the weekend, if you weren't paying attention, just travel alone was insane. The number of flights that had been literally canceled today, Southwest Southwest canceled 3,000 flights nationwide. It's important to start realizing the system is falling apart. It's breaking. It's not just like sliding. It's starting to rupture. These are some of your early indicators of the brain hemorrhage that's going on in our country. And we have the persistent hope of people like we're going to be able to get a flight. It's going to be able to be okay. There's this pursuit of things somehow going to be normal. Things are no longer normal. I've told you, and I'm serious, I will not fly again. Until I get my private pilot license, which I'm working on this year. But I will not fly on a commercial flight again. We have, I have to start really coming together as communities to start looking at how we can build community and stop relying on the corporate infrastructure as if it's going to be there to serve us. I will guarantee you. I mean, the flight, if you're listening to what's going on with these flights, they're not giving refunds, it's because they're short on cash. They're not making they're not even caring that people can't get their flights. They're just going to try to reschedule the best they can. If you can't get it, you lose your money. Then the flights that are available, they start going up in price astronomically. Some of the flights over the weekend were selling for four or five thousand dollars for domestic flights. It's insane. That's a first class ticket over to to Vietnam from Seattle. So you're you're really starting to see the system rupture and break in huge ways, and it's hemorrhaging. So we're going to have to pay a lot of attention to where it is that we want to walk and what type of world we want. And that's going to be on us to decide. This, as things start to fall apart, people are going to make their choices. And if they don't have an ability to touch in with that, what we're trying to accomplish here in this greater walk with Jesus... There's gonna be a whole bunch of people that choose the vortex and go right on down the pit. Yeah, we really are in so many ways that in the book of Habakkuk. And we're witnessing in the position that we sit, we're witnessing this crush of you know the Babylonians coming in and destroying our country. And it's it's happening right before our very eyes, and people are remaining for the most part silent. There has to start being some defiant attitude. That we're not going to let this pillage happen, and it's the only place that we can affect that is locally, and we have to start doing that for the sake of our children. Now, I can't confirm this other than the short research I did on it, but apparently Balenciaga, which is firing people and hemorrhaging people after its failed ad campaign, is now trying to rebrand itself, and guess who's there for the rescue? Disney. And this is another one of these things. I mean, we know Disney is what it is, and so parents continue to like, oh, I can't wait to take my kids to Disney Park. It's, it's, the, it's the constant level of convenience of not wanting to change. And that isn't just in the material aspect of the world. That's also in the spiritual aspect of the world. Change is tough. Accountability before God is brutal. And if we aren't willing to start making those changes and hard changes and really holding ourselves accountable and putting ourselves before Jesus and repenting for what we're doing and not just repenting, it's not like, oh, good, I had a good Sunday, I repented and now I'm going to cruise my week. Oh, darn, I did it again. Look, there's some things that are really tough to overcome, I get it. But we have got to start being accountable on a higher level here and understanding that the nation that we're living in is completely morally bankrupt, and it's woven into almost every level of public service. It's woven into almost every level of legal service. It's woven into the corporate boardroom. It's woven into your children's schools. And then we have to look at this and say, okay, what are people doing to change? Yes, there is a core group. They're fantastic. So many of them are part of Barge Nation that are making legitimate change. But that has to get bigger. And we do that by demonstration. We do that by literally introducing people to some simpler methods. I am not of the belief that you're going to get 80% of the population woke up. That's the cue nonsense. It's not going to happen. But we're also going to have to start making some really strong links between ourselves so that we have a connectivity. But there's a lot of things happening. And there's going to be changes that they're, they're, every bit of change that they're making is not to our benefit. So in this whole swirl of the Elon Musk truth delivery, you know, there's a part of this, it's literally a dead cat bounce. And the reason is, is that mainstream media is not budging. No one's changing mainstream media. There's a large percentage of our population that still tunes into, they might say, well, I'm not liberal, so I won't look CNN But I will look at it. I also don't like Fox because they're too radical. So I'm going to choose ABC, NBC, MSNBC, CBS, whatever. That's where we are still. There's still a lot of that going on. And the only way we're going to be able to break those paradigms is – it's not going to be sitting down going, hey, dude, I've got a red pill. I'd like you to swallow it. Or I've got a red pill suppository. I'd like to kick it up your backside. Which, believe me, I think every single one of us at one point or another want to do that. But it's going to have to be, we're going to have to prep well. And then and as things begin to slide, you have to step into that role of leadership. And it's the role of leadership that God leads you on. And it may not be Right at the point, like rallying people around a grandstand or a pulpit, that's not the type of leadership I'm talking about. I'm talking about the type of leadership that people look to you and go, "Hey, how how come you're not panicked? How, what what can I do to grow a garden like you? What, what type of work? How did you start your own business? Like, how come you're so healthy? What can I do? Look, at this point in time, we're so far past the point of no return for so many of these things. They took the vax, they. People aren't stocking up on food, whatever. But we we aren't going to survive this, and and this is where humanity just is not getting it yet. They're not going to survive this unless we all start coming together. This is brutal. This is the end game for humanity. Because the options ahead for us, according to the white hat side, which everybody thinks Elon Musk is a white hat, even though he does wear his Baphomet suit and his avatar. And I'm sure that is just for trolling the left. I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that his mother's a Satanist. And then you have the extreme left side, which is kind of the Klaus Schwab and Harari. Those two models all come to the same point. That one way or another, humanity is going to have to be part of an integration into the digital sphere. You're going to be melded into that. That's the transhuman era that we are in. We lose this thing and we lose it because people want to be seek convenience. They want their life to be easy. Oh, I'm so tired. I want it to get over with. That is how they win. There has to be a resolve in what we do that we never quit and never give up until we go to heaven. Be quite straight. It never stops. And there has to be a seeking out of older ways of doing things, simpler ways of doing things, understanding that where we are and where we need to be are two different locations. It's going to take some time to get there. So we can't just go from like, okay, well, today I have a refrigerator. Tomorrow I'm going to be cutting out blocks of ice out of the lake and I'm going to start an ice cooler. That takes a little bit of transition. Like, I, today I have a gasoline car, tomorrow I'm going to jump on a horse, I'm going to start riding around town doing all my errands on a horse. That's another little bit of transition. It takes some time. It doesn't mean we can't do it, but it also means that we're going to have to start calling on ourselves to innovate. The one thing that I've been completely impressed with, and it's, I would say it's also one of the great tragedies of our time, And literally, if I was going to write this, I could write this as a Shakespearean tragedy, very much on the level of Macbeth. And I say that because one of the great tragedies of our time is the lack of appreciation for the fact that this system does not function unless we give our labor to it and we give our intellectual talent to it. And yet we're... Completely victimized by it. Like, what, do, what am I going to do? I, if I don't work this job, I can't pay my bills. It's stunning to me. There's been such this brainwashing that somehow that we can't exist unless we're part of it. Just the, the people that I've come to meet over these last three years in Barge Nation. The commitment, the talent is profound. And that tells me, And because knowing the range and reach of this podcast... I have met a very small percentage of people, and yet every time I'm amazed. I'm amazed at the talent. We have a guy within our group, a great follower, who deals with robotics and robotic systems and sets up these big, big fabrication warehouses. Somebody has all the talent to do that. We have the person you know very well. He He was in the video. Evren, who is a music producer, high talent. We have all sorts of communication expertise. We have, if you know Duncan's other work that he does, he is Kilted Christian. He's also a, a master leather maker. I mean, I say like makes beautiful things out of leather. Incredible. Like old style leather armor too. He's, he's unbelievably talented. I could just go on the list of things. And this is the example of God creating a perfect army. The problem is the perfect army doesn't believe in itself and it doesn't believe in the gifts to realize how strong we are. If we could take everybody in Bar's Nation right now and just pull them together and go, okay, we're going to just dump on everybody else and we're going to start our own thing. I'm going to tell you the mightiness of that group, would it would be able to create defensive walls. It would be able to create productive gardens. It would be able to create inspired music and art, it would be able to create incredible education for children, it would be able to create a society that had a reason and governance because everybody in there understood the perfection of what God's seeking in us. Not that we can achieve it, but that's it. And what's really amazing is when I look at what goes on in our community and why I'm really beating this down or beating this hard tonight, because I talked about it last night as well. It's important for us to realize with the richness of what God has done here in this fabric of fellowship that has been built. There is so much skill and talent within here and an ability to have a very eclectic tribe that gets along. That that video special of the our Christmas special you may not agree with everybody's view in there that's okay. What's most amazing is everybody in their way is pursuing Jesus and everybody in there is getting along and does get along and can get along with each other. It doesn't mean we're hanging out, like having dinner every night and doing whatever, but it's the point that there's a common love and theme of loving and pursuing Jesus. And everyone in there is massively talented. That's just a drop into what this entire movement represents. And we're going to have to work harder, me included, of bringing that connectivity together because it's going to be essential as we watch this nut show unravel. This clown theater that we're watching right now is all about raping and pillaging everything in this nation for the benefit of themselves. And the problem is that too many people have just become complacent and compliant to the point where they're like, oh, the government's doing it again. How about this? You're not going to do it again. We need that act of defiance. And they're going to say, well, we're going to send in the FBI. It's like, bring it. We're going to send in the IRS. Bring it. Because you're not stepping your foot in this county. It's not happening. And, you're not, and if you step in somebody else's county and it's a bunch of us, we're going to rally on that county too. That's the spirit we've got to get back to. Because we're dealing with tyranny. And there's no giving in to tyranny we cannot allow that in our life right this is we're in a very very big time right now again rebellion to tyrants is obedience to god so we are we have a lot of fire to build and that unfortunately means for us as well which is the reality is it's like oh it means more work yes it does unfortunately Because there's a mass of people out here that are very much asleep and they're comfortable being there. It's kind of dozed off. It's like, oh, I don't really want to do this. I'd rather have the AI write my term paper and write my business plan so I don't have to think, so I can just kind of hang out and watch more TV or spin through YouTube videos or whatever else. The more skills that we build, the more our intellectual and cognitive capacities build. And it's critical. And we have to embrace some themes in this whole process. The duty of a patriot is to protect his country from its government. Correct statement. And Thomas Paine, give me liberty or give me death. We have to be willing to push to that outer limit to literally become the dread champions of righteousness. And to push to that outer limit where we are willing to sacrifice everything for the restoration of putting our king back on the throne. And that would be Jesus. Knowledge. Just to keep this in mind, knowledge is binary. Wisdom is not. Wisdom is the gift of the living God. And wisdom is what we need a great deal of right now. And the way we're going to get to that is through prayer. It's going to be through repentance. And it's going to be through living every step of our breath, our life, and trying to pursue that deeper relationship in Christ and being the example of that in our life and for everybody to see. We become literally the lamps on the hill to to awaken people around us just by the presence of how we live. And that's a significant change. None of this, by the way, that I've talked about, am I anywhere naive to think or foolish enough to put off to you that this is going to be easy? Quite frankly, that what's ahead of us can be powerful and transformational. It will be a walk with God, but I'm going to guarantee something else. There is going to be plenty of times it's going to absolutely suck. But the glory is that this is where we go and we walk in this world, no matter what the outcome because it's our pursuit of what God put on our heart to do, we never bow, we never give in, and we are pursuing constantly the expansion of the kingdom. And in the time right now, when everything is collapsing around us, and we're fixated on like, "Well, what happens if my country falls apart? What happens if my government changes?" Newsflash, it don't matter, because we don't report to them; we report to God. And we're here doing the same mission, regardless of whether it's a communist government, a, t- a fascist government, a corporate run to corporatocracy, whether you have a circus act like Barnum & Bailey Circus that takes over the government and runs it, whether it's the Chinese or Russians and North Koreans, I don't know. Nation states are falling apart, they're collapsing, that's being accelerated and encouraged by the elites, they're just not telling you. They want people to feel like they're in the dark, but this is why they hate people who love God and love Jesus, because we can be in the dark. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. And in so doing, none of this should shake us or disturb us because we're here doing the same thing. And the elites hate that because we're not being fearfully bowing to them because what are we going to do next? And they're there to offer you the crumbs of bread to say, "We'll we'll take care of you. And we're like, no, you won't. So the true defiance is, no, you won't. Get back. Stay out of my space. We will trust in God, not in you. And we will defy you at every step. And we will restore this nation as it, as it will take whatever form it is. But it will be mightier and greater than anything you've ever envisioned. Because it will be a nation that truly puts our king on its throne above us all. Let's pray. Father, we thank you as we come to this evening just to reflect on the mightiness of your word and the mightiness of your love and the mightiness of what is put before us. And we truly embrace these words. We will not comply to the institutions of men and only be obedient to you. Father, this is a time that there is a great deal of, of stress and distress, of concern, some anxiety, some fear, which is normal in the sense of being fixated on the institutions which we become very comfortable with and found very convenient to keep our lives in order. What we're walking into is an opportunity to live as sovereign. And in so doing, that means personal accountability. and That means absolute accountability to you. That type of lifestyle for many is still very foreign. So in this hour, in this time, we pray for your wisdom to open our senses to that greatness, to open our experience to that greatness, to appreciate deeply what it is that you're offering us and to guide us in this walk, to be patient with us because we will stumble. But to understand, Father, that as we pray this tonight, we're going to humble ourselves before you and we will seek the repentance necessary to continue this walk. But we want to move forward here to establish a powerful, loving, Jesus-based kingdom before us to wherever that leads us, guide us, Father. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Do not be afraid, don't be anxious. Take one day at a time, breathe. Don't forget to breathe. And I don't mean that flippantly either. I don't, I mean obviously you breathe, but I'm talking about take a moment and focus. Focus on the breath of God, let it fill you. Focus on the exhale of the breath of God. Let it relax you. It's just powerful. And this is us now in this space where we need to stay in that unity and that communion with him. There's a lot of change that's going to happen. It's going to be a lot of chaos. And it's going to happen at different rates, sometimes really fast, sometimes a little bit slow. The best thing that could ever happen out of all of this is we get through this and you're like, man, I did all these preps and I don't feel like I even used them. Great. <laughs> that means we succeeded, right? That means we succeeded. But we need to keep our prayers up for this nation. We need to keep our prayers up for this for our youth and our children, and we need to pray as well for our elderly, our wisdom class. This is a final note on this. Take time to find somebody, whether it's your parents or whether it's a neighbor, take time to talk to somebody who's older than you. I mean, what we would call in the senior class. Let them give you a perspective on things. Get past the fear stuff. Most of, the, most of them have a pretty good grip on what was. It doesn't mean they necessarily are getting everything that's going on now. Many have been wasted by this fear nonsense of COVID. But they have a lot to offer. And we need to start really getting back to those principles. A nation that does not nurture its children or take care of its elderly has no future. And right now we fail at both. So we're going to have to revitalize that and wherever we go. And since Bard's Nation does not have a geographical space yet, we're going to have to manage this in a virtual space. And no, I'm not buying real estate in Meta, just so we get that clear. <laughs> but we are everywhere. We literally are. 120 countries We're sprinkled out around the world. There's a beautiful movement here that's pursuing Christ. We have that focus, and together we're in that fellowship. And you know in your heart, as I know in my heart, that as we do something each day, someone else in this amazing fellowship is doing something else as well in their calling, and we are moving the ball down the court to bring this nation and each country's people closer to Jesus. It's pretty noble. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us, and God always wins. Yet we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I hope you all had a blessed and wonderful Celebrate Jesus Weekend. And we're going to have a great New Year. lot, a lot coming up in 2023. So I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
1: Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deep. Oh, I want to feel something Let me get back in my body